It is Locked On Jazz for the 13th of August. Young players in the NBA helping major teams win? I don't think so very often. We'll talk about that. We'll continue our series on who got better in the West. And it's a Friday week wrap-up of your questions on the live edition. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us on Locked On Jazz today. It's your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now YouTube at Locked On Jazz, so please subscribe. Plus available on Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast, Google Podcasts. Thanks very much for tuning in and listening in whatever format is best for you and all of them are free. All right, today's edition, I want to talk about kind of this ongoing conversation about young players we've been had. I got a great question uh, from someone that says, hey, you're saying young players don't really contribute. Did you expect Donovan? And the answer is no. Like, absolutely not. That's what's been so remarkable about Donovan. And frankly, Luca and Trey Young and these really great players that are superstars have come into the league. And there's no question that the young players of soup that are superstars are coming into this league probably more ready with more international experience. As much as we criticize AAU, for the best players, it means that they've been playing in major platforms against the best players in the country for long extended periods of time and are not scared of the moment. The NBA rule changes, I think, have allowed younger players to have more impact on the game as well. And obviously someone like Luca played Euro League and Euro Championship. So those players are able to have, you know, an incredible impact. I think when you're looking at roster building is really where I'm talking about it. And I did not suspect in any way, shape or form that one after Gordon left, that we'd be a playoff team or two that Donovan would be able to lead us that way. So no, for the, that was a great question. And particularly a 13th or 14th pick seems absolutely unheard of. The players eventually get there, right? That's like, it's not saying that, well, young players are never going to be good. What you have in this league is this very tight window. And if you're the Lakers or in theory, the Knicks or Miami or a major market team, I think you can build your team without young players thinking you're going to be able to sign free agents the whole way and just stay good the whole time. The rest of us, it gets into this funky little game of like, clearly, if we're going to pay $40 million of luxury taxes, the Utah Jazz this year, we're trying to make this run to win it now. Like we've got like a one, two, three year window, depending on what we do with the roster. We're not, you know, re-signing. Everyone's going to be very difficult over the next few years when you're paying a $40 million luxury tax. Um, and you know, frankly, guys are aging. And so, you know, we've committed to Mike Conley for the next three years. We've committed to Rudy Gobert and, Mike, and Donovan Mitchell. So that's your core group. And you're going to be fiddling and piecing and trying to figure out And as Donovan gets a little better, Rudy gets a little bit better. And Mike's that stable force next, but we're always going to be good. And we're going to keep trying, right? We're going to keep trying to take our 12, 13, 15, 18, 20% chance to, to win the West and win the title and, and see what we can do with it. And so it seems as though the right answer is, well, let's go add, 
you know, young players, get some young players in there and, and let them have an impact. It's a little bit why I'm much more of a proponent of the young player on their second contract, right? The second draft player that maybe you can discover things from. It's it's rare. It's, you know, I understand why we didn't do it, but like Nila Keen is a guy I talked about that I thought, you know, maybe in some way he shows some signs and just was in a bad situation in New York. Probably not. Like Emmanuel Moutier was that guy. Didn't work out. Didn't even play in the league last year. So in all likelihood, it's a probably not. It's a little bit also where I am like with Jared Butler. Like I'm excited. It's a great pick at 40. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'll be clear watching him. I didn't see like lottery pick. I saw really solid, smart basketball player. And when I look at his body at six, three, the six, four wingspan, I don't see lottery pick. Like I heard we got a lottery pick at 40. Nah. And I'm never ever just fundamentally a believer that like the minute I think you think you're smarter than everyone else in the room, I think you're, you're bound for disaster. So it's just that fundamental belief, like, Oh, well, we're just a better drafting team than 29 other teams. <sighs> Makes me a little nervous, just kind of in the sense of, of competition, but let's look at it for a second. This is, this is what I want to talk like, Let's just look at some games. So Philadelphia against Atlanta and, and obviously injuries played a role here, but Atlanta's team by the time they kind of and DeAndre Hunter is a player that would have been contributing for them in this circumstance but was injured would be in a second year I'm not entirely convinced right that he actually makes them a great deal better um, because of a little bit of what I'm talking about you know Kevin Pelton has this great thing about red basically the data shows I'm over exaggerating it but the, the data shows you should redshirt all your draft picks um, they don't help you win in their opening year in any way, shape, or form, and they're all better in their second year. Blake Griffin, Nick Collison, guys have done it due to injury, and it's worked out pretty well. All right, so let's let's take a look at Atlanta. And, and Atlanta's, you know, was a surprise team that no one expected to get there. And their starting lineup by the time they hit the playoffs was Solomon Hill veteran, John Collins at that point, you know, in the same range of kind of where in his third or fourth year. So he's young and contributing, deserves some mention, but he's not the first or second year player. Capella, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Trey Young, second, unbelievable, right? Trey Young, unbelievable year in his third year in the NBA for him to um, have that season. Again, not a first or second year player, but just amazing. Uh, Kevin Herter in his third year, Danilo Gallinari is probably his 13th, Tony Snell in his 12th, Lou Williams in his 14th. Like, so here's this young upstart Atlanta team. Like the guys contributing the young player contributing in the first or second year, like it's not there. Like they don't have a first or second year player contributing on that roster. Trey Young in his third, Kevin Herter in his third, John Collins, I think in his third or fourth. Like it's awesome. And they're young and they've got a group together that they can move forward now that they've re-signed it. But that's, they don't actually have that. Okay, Philadelphia was a, actually had a little bit more of it. Danny Green, mass veteran. Tobias Harris, veteran. Joel Embiid seven, eight years, six, seven years at this point, I think. Seth Curry, six, seven years at this point. Ben Simmons. Uh, Thibel would be a, a, an exception. Thibel, to his credit, and I believe his second year, was able to contribute in the playoffs for the 76ers. So there you've got one. A very, you know, what you really have there is a unique skill um, that he's just an unbelievable uh, defensive player. And Shake Milton in his third year, was able to give them a little bit. Otherwise, you've got Cork Maz in his fourth, Seth Curry in his seventh, Ben Simmons in his fourth, Danny Green in his twelfth, Dwight Howard's on that roster on his seventeenth, Tobias Harris in his tenth. You know, Tyrese Maxey, who had like these moments in, you know, in the season every now and then, eh, not really. You know, five minutes here or there in a blowout. Um, 
George Hill ends up giving them uh, 13 minutes in his 8 millionth year. Dwight Howard gives them 13 minutes. Like that's kind of the reality that I'm talking about here when you look at Philadelphia and Atlanta. And the, here's these two teams that actually are kind of young and emerging teams. There just aren't a lot of, you know, Tyree actually gives them five minutes. Milton gives them a pretty good 14 in one of their wins. Um, but there's not there's not a ton there, right? I think you follow me. Like the the Jazz had none. Like Mia Oni is playing eight minutes because Mike Conley's hurt. Okay, and they weren't four fouls in eight minutes. Um, but otherwise, we had none. Uh, the Clippers against us were playing. You know, again, this is not we're not talking about young players. We're talking about Kawhi Leonard in his ninth year, I think it is at this point, and Marcus Morris in his. I'm just gonna get him. Make sure I get them all right. Uh, Last year, you had Kawhi Leonard in his um, – Reggie Jackson is 10th, Nicholas Batum in his 13th, Zubak in his 5th, Luke Kennard's in his 4th, Marcus Morris in his 10th, Paul George in his 11th, Kawhi Leonard in his 10th, Serge Ibaka wasn't available, was in his 12th, Patrick Beverly's in his 9th, Rajon Rondo was in his 15th, DeMarcus Cousins was in his 10th. Like, there's not their, – their guy was Terrence Mann. And that – you know, he got us. That's why we tried to make him beat us. Terrence Mann, second-round draft pick out of Rhode Island, pretty interesting – you know, back st- or out of Florida State, excuse me, mom was a coach at North Carolina, at Rhode Island, and he he gets it done in his second, um, in his is his, his second year. That's that's pretty darn awesome. You don't see that. Uh, uh, Denver Phoenix, Mikel Bridges. There is a there is the outlier. Can you find a Mikel Bridges? He has become a fabulous, fabulous player. He was in his third year at this point. Um, and they're going to continue to get better because they have that Crowder veteran eight now in his fifth, fourth year Booker veteran in his fifth year, Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, Sarich, Cameron Johnson in his second year. There's a guy who did contribute Tory Craig veteran. Okay. Pretty Michael Porter jr. Third year, second year playing in the NBA. Gordon's got many years. Jokic got years. Rivers Composos, a 32 year old rookie to Michael green, Will Barton, Monte Morris. Now in his fourth year, Paul Millsap. It just aren't, seeing those players you just really are not seeing those players and if you look at brooklyn new york pj tucker Giannis adekumbo brooke lopez chris middleton drew holiday bobby portis Bryn forms pat conning dante divincenzo would have been their younger player wasn't available kevin durant joe horace harris blake griffin bruce brown he thinks in his fourth year, kyrie irving landry shamit nicholas claxton actually got 18 minutes as a young player so as you as you build these rosters and you build these teams and we're talking about this, like Jared Butler's role. And the reason I'm not like sitting here telling you, I think Jared Butler is going to matter or even a Trent Forrest two day sign. I think it's actually, I think the Trent Forrest sign is super important because it gets you through the regular season. When it gets to it, these aren't the guys like, this is what I do like about what Phoenix did last year is Frank Kaminsky, each one more Langston Galloway as your bench. And Kaminsky gave him 17 minutes in a finals game. Like those are the guys if you have them on the end of your bench. And we've done a little bit of that, right? Like, even if we thought Udoka was ready to go, Hassan Whiteside is probably going to be more playoff ready. Even if we thought somebody, Elijah Hughes, was ready to go, right? We're, we've got somebody else who's probably a little more playoff ready to fill that spot. If, and, and Rudy Gay is going to be able to, you know, Elijah Hughes is not a great example. But if we thought Jarrell Brantley was ready, Rudy Gay is our playoff guy right there. So, you know, as much as we all fall in love with young players and things of that nature, the fact is that, filling out the bottom of your roster with veteran players is a little more expensive. It's not a great deal more expensive. And I think it's players that can contribute in the playoffs much more. And it's why you find me as a team, as good as we are a little less high on, okay, great. We got the 40th pick. We did that. That's, and it's also why I never thought we should have taken our first round pick. 
right? Like it's just not someone who in our window of two or three years is going to give us a lot of contributions. And when you look at our roster and long-term, when we are no longer in our window, we're going bottom back up, right? We're going to do it. We're watching everyone else do. We're going to have to go bottom to back up and try to find our next versions of Donovan um, and Rudy. Ah, those are scary days, but it's the cycle. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street. Just sent somebody else over to Jason, our good friend Dan Clayton over Salt City Hoops, reached out to me the other day and said, hey, what's going on with that? They, I tweeted it out the other day, but tip of the hat to Salt City Hoops. They've just done great, great work. I try to credit them every time I steal their stuff, uh, but I steal it a lot. So I think I'd be crediting the whole show. They're doing just great, great work out of passion. I can't, I know the business. I can't imagine they're making a lot of money out of it. So, um, you know, hopefully they're getting themselves a nice dinner and maybe a little extra something on a vacation, staying in a better hotel room for that work. And it's worth the passion uh, play for them. But they're really, they're doing fabulous, fabulous work. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Murdoch Hyundai is located at 4646 South State Street in Logan and in Linden. And uh, we want to help you out. Murdoch's have been in Utah for over 80 years. Hyundai's an incredible brand. I'm driving the Sonata right now. It's terrific. We own two Santa Fe's. I'm in on the brand. I'm in on their ability to deliver a reasonably priced car that drives fabulously with every bell and whistle that I could be paying thirty dollars or $40,000 more for and don't need it. So go ahead, take a look yourself. If you're in the market for a car right now, whether it's, whether you're, if you're looking Lexus, Mercedes and all this stuff, take a second and just at least look at the value. If you're looking at all the other Subaru, take a look at the Kona. If you're looking at the Honda Accord, take a look at the Sonata and give me an email at dlock09 at gmail.com so I can direct you over and get you in touch with the people who you need to talk to at um, over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street and in Logan and Lynn. If you could do me one favor when you email me at dlock09 at gmail.com and let me know uh, where you are. It will take one step out of the process. If you tell me... Um, you know, who you are, where you are, um, we will be able to almost immediately set you up with the right people. I have uh, locked on contact at each location, so that will make it great. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Sweat Block. Doctor created, doctor recommended. If you've got excessive sweating issues or a big event coming up or a high school kid that gets a little embarrassed because at the end of the day it's getting a little tough over there and no one wants to be embarrassed as a high school kid. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews and it is now moving out to the mass market. It is a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Here's how it works. They come in little like wipes, like little tiny wipes and you go take your shower at the end of the night, you get completely clean and dry and then you put it on before you go to bed and apply it. The next morning you wake up, wash, go about your day and you don't worry about sweat anymore guaranteed. So the night before a big presentation, the night before a major dance or event or something where you think it's, that's the answer right there. Uh, Chase, the owner, uh, was telling us a story about how he doesn't have excessive sweating. So he's trying to figure out if this product really works. So he decided to go on a run, do one side, not the other. Absolutely. Uh, some of the guys on Lockdown have already gotten uh, some shipments of theirs and were on the chat room the other day saying this is amazing. So check it out. It's at Sweatblock. It's Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. You get 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code Lockdown. They're also at Amazon and CVS, but you get 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code Lockdown. All right, I want to continue our series on who got better in the West um, and look at what teams did and what the moves were and all of those kind of things. Um, did want to make sure that for those of you who are going to be gambling a little bit this weekend, make sure you go to Locked on Bets to find out the latest things um, that are taking place. All right, so the, looking using the standings from last year um, and 
you know, we can get into more discussions on kind of what I expect this year. Um, I actually think it's going to be incredibly even is the Denver Nuggets. And so the number one question, obviously, on Denver is what do they do having to play an entire season without Jamal Murray? If, in fact, it's an entire season, Murray's going to work to get back. But ACLs are becoming kind of 12 to 18 uh, million dollar or 12 to 18 month processes. So I think it's going to be hard to imagine Murray coming back and that makes them hard. Uh, what did they, it makes it hard for them, but what did they do? They drafted Sean Highland. I just told you what I think of the chances of that they re-signed Austin rivers, which to me was a sign. They don't really expect Jamal Murray uh, back anymore. They re-signed Jamichael green for a two year, $17 million deal. They did not re-sign Paul Millsap and they signed Jeff green to replace Paul Millsap. Um, so it's and Millsap, by the way, is still out there um, looking for a job in the NBA. We'll see where he ends up. You know, did they, the first thing I would say on them is a little bit the same way I feel about Rudy. Like whatever they did doesn't matter because they have Jokic. So at 26 years old in his prime, getting better every year, getting more experienced every year, Jokic is going to be so good next year that they're going to be fine. And that's what you saw. They're not going to, I don't know if they're at, I think they were the best team in the West when Jamal was rolling and they're just coming into their own. I mean, Jokic is 26, Murray's 24, Gordon's 26. They re-signed Will Barton, who's 30. Monte Morris is 26. Michael Porter's 23. Um, and so when you, and then they've added the veterans, right? So Jeff Green's 35, Jamichael Green's 31, Austin Rivers is 30. They've done a nice job around the fringes here with this team. Um, do, did they get better? Um, no. And so I don't think they're a title contender because of the fact that without Jamal Murray, um, they're just missing that extra little piece. And I think trying to do this for an 82 game schedule is going to be a lot harder than what they did last year, which is, you know, Jamal Murray gets hurt and they win a few games. You get a little momentum. You start to try to believe that you can get this done and do this. And then you, and then from there, it gets to be pretty tough, right? That all of a sudden now, now you wear out the burden. And so the burden on Jokic, the burden, on um, Michael Porter Jr. to be that second score. And I do think they're going to have an assimilation issue when you bring back Jamal Murray because more, Michael Porter Jr. is unbelievable. He's probably going to average 25, 26 points a game this year as their number two guy and they have to build that team. And then how does Jamal Murray work his back in, back in because Michael Porter Jr. is not going to be quite ready to give that up. Um, so that injury to Murray is just a killer uh, for whether or not we really think they got better. And my quick answer would be, I, I don't think they got worse in a sense, Millsap was really aging. Jamichael Green picks up a little bit of that. Jeff Green probably picks up of that if it's an engaged Jeff Green. Um, it's interesting to me that Brooklyn didn't bring Jeff Green back unless it was just that they didn't want to pay him $5 million, so Jeff Green went and got the money. But I get a little nervous when that veteran guy goes and signs that last contract for the money and might not be as engaged about being where he is. There's a specific contract in the NBA in this offseason. I literally think the player signed it to get the money so that he could get bought out at the trade deadline and go to a team he wants to go to and then get the playoff run at the end, but get it with three or $4 million more in his pocket than he had otherwise. Can't really blame him, but those would make me um, a little concerned. So that's my, my quick take on Denver. And like, did teams in the West get better? Probably not. I don't know that they'll miss Jermichael Green or Javel McGee, but I don't, they're just still a little thin up front. Like they're back, they're backup center to, Jokic, I guess, is Jamichael Green, which is, you know, will be interesting. Um, and um, he signed a two-year $17 million deal, so they're paying him thinking he's definitely going to be their backup center. Um, Austin Rivers then couples 
you know, this is where they, the Aaron Gordon's got to play um, and score a little bit more because they've lost the Gary Harris's and that. So I just think it's going to be a bigger burden for them as the season goes on. Our next one is the Clippers. They were the fourth seed. And again, we're into injuries here with Kawhi. He resigns. Um, and I, I still think they're good. Like they're a 50 win team as well. Um, you know, they got Reggie Jackson back. That was probably the biggest question. They decided they're deep into the tax. They paid a two year, $21 million deal for Jackson and got him to stay. They drafted nicely. I, I like both their picks, but I, I, again, you, you know, my viewpoint on that, I'm going to stay consistent. And then they just signed Kawhi. So this is really the exact same team as they had a year ago. They'd certainly love to get out from under 14 million and Patrick Beverly, um, figure out Luke Kennard's role, figure out whether Serge Ibaka can actually play again. Uh, they signed Justice Winslow. I don't, I'm not moved by it. Um, he hasn't been good anywhere. I don't know why he'd be good now. Um, he's on his third contract. He's inefficient. He's a great athlete. He can't shoot. Um, he's not, a, actually, he's not a great athlete. He's not a great, he's a great body is what he is. So I'm pretty unsold there. So it's just a question of like, does Paul George at 31 have an MVP season while Kawhi Leonard is out and can they, roll through it. And I think they're probably a 48 to 51 team win team um, without Kawhi Leonard for an entire year. Again, this is the same thing. I look at Denver and LA the exact same way, which is the fact that with the, the length, they both got struck by these injuries in a disappointing manner. And now they get this, they have to do it for 82 games. And I think it's just a wildly more difficult prospect of what they're trying uh, to get done. So those are our two teams in the West today. We'll continue this series next week, Monday. Ron Boone will join me throughout the week, Monday as well. Uh, we're going to move to three days a week here at some point, uh, just in for probably about four or five weeks uh, before we get right into the season. I might stretch it out when I get the Jones to do an extra show here or there and have some fun people on, do some crossovers with people across the division, checking with their team. I think you guys like those when we talk to other locked on hosts. So we'll kind of, we'll do some of that kind of stuff. Um, as well. All right. Questions time, open up, get to the chat room going on our live show on YouTube. We only do our live shows on YouTube right now. We're not doing them on Twitch or pod or, uh, Instagram or, um, Facebook or Periscope. So make sure you go subscribe to locked on jazz YouTube channel, get notified when we go live. We do some of the shows live, some of them on tape just kind of plays. Um, I'll be on the road next week, so I'm going to try to piece together interviews and segments, and they'll probably all be uh, debuting. You can those those shows are fun though. When we debut them as live, you can get in the chat room and talk with other Locked On fans and have a good time um, from this. All right, um, let's uh, we'll get to the chat room question. Someone says, "Not true." Donovan was good from day one. Oh boy, how we forget a few things along the way. It was quick. And it was early, but it was not day one. And there were some real days of leaving the arena with major concern about what was going on. We'll dig back into that as well. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Congratulations to Built Bar. What an incredible act yesterday as they gave all of the walk-ons at BYU a scholarship in part of their the name, image, likeness, college basketball uh, or college football rules. Now, uh, what a what a great act. You know what I actually kind of love most about this act? And I saw DJ uh, tweeting this out today. Like, how much does this help BYU? Probably none. It probably doesn't win BYU many football games. What it does is changes the lives of 35 kids that are working just as hard as everyone else. Now, if it 
what gets interesting here in a competitive balance over the years is if Bilt, if Bilt commits to this for a long, long time, suddenly BYU is playing with like 90 scholarships and everybody else is playing with 60. Now that suddenly gets super interesting to the impact on college football. They may have just opened Pandora's box with this incredibly generous act. Um, so it's kind of worth talking about. Um, so, uh, you know, worth, let's, let's keep an eye on that one um, as on the fun stuff. But anyway, Bill's got great stuff going on. Appreciate their, their, their community involvement has just been uh, terrific. They have nine main core flavors and then they often drop out um, the fun one. Two of them are back right now, which is uh, coconut almond and peanut butter brownie. They're back. You want to get those, they run out. Otherwise it's orange, strawberry, coconut, mint, brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream and cherry bars. I saw a buddy of mine yesterday, uh, over at the golf course, Rick Shand, and he was saying, oh, I, I, I actually bought the wrong ones. I was like, what's Locke talking about? Then I found Bill Barn at a grocery store. I got them, and I was like, well, have you ordered them on the site? And he's like, no. I was like, come on, order them on the site. Use the promo code Locked On. You get 15% off, and it's an awesome customer service experience. So make sure you get that done. If you're a nut eater, which I'm not, but I was last night, so I ended the night in the emergency room, but that's a different story. Um, I wasn't intentionally. Uh, Bill Bar, uh, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Uh, are available for you right now. So go grab those as well as all the other great flavors. Pro, uh, promo codes LOCK15 and the macros are amazing. 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, four net carbs, six fiber, and 17 protein. All right, if you're going to play this weekend, what are you going to do at betonline.ag? Betonline.ag, live sports betting, sports gambling going on. You can play all Major League Baseball. Giants win again yesterday. I'm fully in. I'm actually become a Giants fan based on the podcast Locked on Giants. I listen every day. Uh, they play the, they're in a series with the Rockies right now. Madison Bumgardner's on the mound in a one-and-a-half point favorite. I told you yesterday the Giants were like not favored with their ace on the mound. You just had to jump all over that. Come on. Um, Yankees have gotten hot. Field of Dreams game was so cool last night. Field of Dreams changed my life. I'll tell you that story some other time. It's all at betonline.ag. You get 50% off uh, or 50% bonus at lockdown. Also, the race books are open if you're into the horses. Uh, they have daily great things going on there. I love betting the ponies and there's all sorts of tracks that are open right now and rolling from Arlington park to golden gate fields, to Louisiana downs, Saratoga's up and running their first one runs in 36 minutes. That is a great way to spend a day. It's all at betonline.ag promo code locked up. All right, let's get to your questions. So the first question comes in from crypto, somebody other super bowl. You not true. Donovan was good from day one. Let's remember a few things. Donovan's opening so Rodney Hood gets sick on opening night. Donovan has to start against Dal Denver. Donovan goes three of 11. The next night he goes one for seven. The next night he goes one for seven. The next night he goes seven for 20. The next night he goes one for seven. So it's early. We're five games into the season. And this kid who's suddenly become our franchise is shooting 25% from the field and 17% from three. If you want to go back to what is so great about Donovan Mitchell, this to me is it. Like, this is where this kid is just remarkable and special, is that he opens the season with a disaster. 25% shooting, 17% from three, nine points a game. He then has a good game against the Lakers. He goes nine of 16. He follows it with a three of eight. He then has two kind of good games against Portland, goes nine of 21 and nine of 20. But he follows it against Houston with a six of 13. You're like, okay, maybe he's coming. We go to Philadelphia for the big matchup with Ben Simmons and everything. And he goes three of 21. And then we go to Miami and they crush him. And he goes five of 14. We're 12 games into the season. Donovan Mitchell is shooting 35% from the floor and 32% from three. We're 12 games in. He started four of them. We've pulled him from the starting lineup. 
We're now kind of protecting him a little bit. And then all of a sudden, this is where Donovan is just a different bird. He gets put back into the starting lineup, I'm assuming due to an injury. And then kind of capping it off, he, he gets, he in his next 13 games, he gets a bit better. He goes 47% from the field, 42% from three, taking seven a game and making 21 and scoring 21 points a game. Like you're like, oh, there's like something happening here from that kind of transition. You do not see rookies very often doing that, going from one side of this to the next. It's really something truly remarkable to see that take place um, from one moving from one step to the other. Then he actually kind of slumps a little bit, gets beat up, broken down. And then we have the new, the Phoenix 40 point explosion, the great game against new Orleans his rookie year when he breaks out and he's going like, if you take him uh, start him kind of on February, he gets beat up, doesn't play a little bit. We, we kind of give him a rest. And then he comes out of the all-star break um, in February of that year. And from the, and from the second half of the season just gets outstanding. And so, you know, his turn is definitely quicker and it's not to the mold of what I was talking about earlier of young players not having an impact, but his final 30 games are him averaging 22 points, shooting 42 and 32, not brilliant, frankly, um, pretty inefficient by that point when the burdens on him and the scouting reports came. But I think some people have forgotten that it was opening 10 games of the season and how difficult um, those really were. Uh, let's go to uh, Rome Luke. If the Jazz stay healthy, they're the favorites in the West. I don't like to put too big expectations on the team, but they were great last season and we got better. I think, you know, I think the Lakers will be the favorite in the West because everyone likes that. I don't see it. We'll run the points gain numbers here at some point. I think Phoenix probably deserves to be the favorite in the West too. Um, I really believe right now, we'll see if points gain tells me something different when I put it together. My feeling right now is that we're going to have eight teams that are between 55 and 50 wins. Like they're just going to be bunched. It doesn't happen that way. Things happen otherwise, but it's hard for me um to see much more do you know much about the tv extension and will they be streaming locally i do not i think it's a great question you know it'd be great would be to have like president of the jazz jim olson on locked on for a q a um and see whether he would be willing to do that or somebody with the jazz on q a on all these kind of topics uh red heart says we would uh we wish wish we could have brandon ingram he'd be perfect for the jazz it's interesting i wonder why um, Ingram's an interesting star. He's averaging 20 points a game. I don't think New Orleans is going to give him up. At some point, they might decide he's not the perfect fit next to Zion, but he seems like he's pretty good. He's still, some people kind of wonder where he is in his progression of how much his numbers are helping wins and how much he's um, are able to do this. Randy Chipman says that works at BYU, but not many other schools because of cost of tuition on Bill Bar. Most of these schools have an endowment that's so large they can do whatever they want, frankly. Um, so, um, so that's it. Hit the like button, everyone. That helps get the stream pushed out to more than the people watching. We can do better than that. Thank you, Bryce. Do hit the like button. Do hit the let people know that's all right. Please promote the YouTube side. It's a great way for discovery. And it means that when you go to the barbecue, more people know what they're talking about, about the jazz. And that's better for you because there's nothing worse than going to the summer barbecue after talking jazz with that guy who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast in the Utah Jazz, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Tell your smart speaker to play the most, or a smart device, that could be your phone, play the most recent episode of podcast Locked On Today.